Hey, kids, do you like wrestling? Well, we like wrestling, too. We are Shake Them Ropes here on the Voices of Wrestling Podcasting Network. Myself and Chris Novembrino kind of doing a lazy river of wrestling criticism, going through the news and whatever happened in stateside television wrestling. And also, you know what? Sometimes we just like to watch old stuff and talk about that, too. Love for you to give us a listen. If you haven't already, we are Shake Them Ropes here on the Voices of Wrestling Podcasting Network. This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. Here we go! Listening to the Emerald Flow Show on the Voices of Wrestling Podcast Network. Welcome to episode 55 of the Emerald Flow Show. We're a podcast on the Voices of Wrestling Podcast Network. You can follow us on X at Emerald Flow Show, and you can listen to us on all of your favorite podcast apps. If you're on Apple Podcasts, leave us a five-star review, and you can donate to the show if you're feeling generous at voicesofwrestling.com slash donate. I'm Gerard, and Paul has returned. Paul, we're going to get Yay. to your <laughs> Japan trip really quickly, but I have two quick questions for you. Mm-hmm. Did you shake Fukuda's hand at Corican Hall? Uh, no, I did not shake Fukuda's hand at Corican Hall, but uh, I did kind of give him a nod. <laughs> <laughs> and second question, are you the mastermind? I can neither confirm nor deny that I am the mastermind. All right. Well, with those two questions out of the way... Uh, probably, probably have a lot to talk about because a lot happened, especially in all Japan while you were in Japan. So how mm-hmm. was it? Uh, I mean, it was great. It was it was my second trip to the country after 2019. I actually had plans to go back there in 2020, which for obvious reasons did not happen. So I was really happy to just be back there. Like, it's just really fun. I'm actually, like, I'm still jet like to shit um but i am already kind of like i've actually spent some time today kind of like looking at flights for new years for this year basically (laughs) so i I am thinking about going right back and yeah it is just really fun and it's just so convenient to get around the country like i saw some like like it's just really convenient to get to all of the wrestling venues Uh, i saw some other stuff the country as well i went to this like really cool hot spring town 
It has like the snow monkey park as well, which is where like, you know, the monkeys sit at the hot springs. And I actually like while I was there, uh, the hotel I was staying at had an outdoor onsen. So I was actually like, and the onsens are like open all night, which I shouldn't mention as well. So I was actually sitting in an onsen in the middle of the night, in the middle of a snowstorm. Like that's just <laughs> such a cool memory. Like that's definitely one of those things that I'm just not going to forget. And yeah, no, it's also like some, also like while I was there, kind of like just all of the shit went down in Japan. Mm-hmm. So like, I was like, I felt the earthquake on January 1st, uh, my first ever earthquake. I don't know if you've ever been in an earthquake, Gerard? Technically I have, but you could barely feel it. Oh, okay. No, <laughs> and this was my very first one. So I was like, I had just checked into my hotel and I remember I was like listening, I was like, because I just checked into the hotel, I was like, why is there such weird noise coming from the neighbors? I don't, like, are the walls that thin? I can't even make out what that is supposed to be. And then I'm like, am I getting, like, really dizzy? Why is my vision blurring? And then I, like, put two and two together. And I was like, oh, wait, no, that, that that's an earthquake. Oh, shit. Uh, and then I looked outside and nobody in Tokyo gave a shit. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, I was like, okay. And no one else on my floor reacted because I was, like, up on the 10th floor of the building. Right. That's why I was like, the noise wasn't the neighbors. The noise was the building moving. <laughs> Which is really weird to think about. Uh, and then, but yeah, in Tokyo, nobody gave a shit. Obviously, like, other parts of the country got hit really, really badly, uh, including Kanazawa, which I actually had on my list for my trip. I actually hotel mm. booked and everything. Uh, I did end up canceling that one. Like, I went, I would have gone there, like, a week after the earthquake, but I was like, that also feels really disrespectful, like, a week after a big earthquake to just turn up there and be like, yeah, hey, I'm a tourist. Let me look at all of your nice things while you're like clearing away rubble. Uh, So obviously didn't do that. Then we had like the plane crash at Haneda airport, uh, which luckily at least the people, I mean, obviously some of the people in the smaller plane died, but at least the people in the big, like all of the like 300 something people in the Japan airlines flight survived. And I was actually not that far from it because that again happened during the Noah show. Uh, so I was in Ariake Arena, which is really just right across Tokyo Bay from Haneda Airport. So that was pretty close. And then the day after that, again, this is three days in a row. Uh, the day after that, uh, so people got stabbed on the Yamanota line, like the oh, Tokyo yes, yeah. like, ring line. I heard about that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I was actually on the Yamanota, like not that train, obviously, but I was like in Shinjuku, like station just kind of like wanting to go home because it's like close to midnight and I'm like why is the train not running at all and then I find out all people got stabbed on like the other side of Yaman like in Akihabara so yeah it was kind of a wild day a wild time and no but I really really enjoyed it uh absolutely going to do it again might just do it again like exact same time this year so we'll see about that because I kind of looked at how much money I spent and how I am, like how my finances are looking like year over year. Mm-hmm. And I can actually justify it. So yeah, uh, I just need to draw up a plan again. And there is a pretty decent likelihood that I will, we will just redo this at the same time next year. <laughs> That's funny. So what was the best show you saw? Uh, that would be the old, that would be the December 31st All Japan show uh, in New Yogi. Uh, I think that was top to bottom was the best show uh, out of all of them. 
Uh, I would say the third uh, of January, All Japan Korkin. Uh Probably the second best. And then third, I would actually put one of the shows that we're going to cover later. Uh, actually, actually, both of the shows that we're going to talk about that I was at, the Korokan shows, were all both really good. Uh, but yeah, I think the Yoyogi show, like that was just such a cool venue, like the entire atmosphere, the main event, like it was just really, really cool. Uh, and, and the seats and, were great. And too. you got harassed by Jiro. Yeah, I got harassed by Jiro because I just hear his, like I can actually tell you because like his theme is starting. I'm like saying something to John about like, oh, this is going to take forever. And I just, because where we were sitting, I was like literally right in front of the blue entrance. Mm-hmm. And I normally would like turn around and like take a picture of like who I was coming out. So I actually have loads of pictures from the entrance there. And I was like saying something to John and I was like turning around to like take a picture of Jiro like coming out. And as I'm turning around, I just have Jiro's crotch on my face. <laughs> and, and I literally go like, ah, <laughs> I don't know if that got picked up by the microphone, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Now, one thing I will have to say, though, while we're on the topic of Jiro, Gerard, I have to say, I think I am fully Jiro-pilled now. Uh Uh-uh. Well, you saw it live, so it's different. Yeah, I saw it live like five times. (laughs) Well, Well, that one Korokin was against Suzuki. That was was quite the experience. Yes. I mean, to be fair, I literally went from not watching it at all to being annoyed to it to being really like having a lot of fun with it by the last show because like I literally saw him on the very first show I was there because I went to the great show uh, on December 30th and on where he like teamed with the with uh, Colt Cabana and um, the other AEW dude. Who was it again? Color. Yeah. Uh, and so on that one, I was like, yeah, I'm not dealing with this. And I literally like walked out. Uh, I went to the toilet. Then because this was in Tokyo Dome City Hall, which I have never been to, I was looking for the bar. Mm-hmm. I bought a beer at the bar and I made it back to my seat all before he had finished his entrance. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah, no, by the end of it, I was like screaming, Ike, man. And we're like, yeah, it, it really does change your like perspective of it if you're there live. Like it, it is actually genuinely a shit ton of fun if you're there. That's funny. Yeah, I watched a lot of Jiro instances over that week, I gotta say too. <laughs> but the heat that they got when that entrance got interrupted at Corkin was incredible. Yes. Yeah. No, people people love this entrance. It's like I, I, like I don't think it comes even across at like how much people actually do love it in person, like on VOD. And the crowd is so loud for it. You walked out during a match, I understand. Yes, I walked out during Ibushi versus Marufuji, and I have to mention, I walked out before Ibushi just shattered his ankle. <laughs> so because I was basic like this, so on that day, so we watched the uh, the one two Kurikan. Uh, and then went straight from there to the Ariake show. So that was like a lot of wrestling because the Ariake show was also like way too fucking long. Uh, that just took forever. And so, but oh, I already already watched the like two and a half hours of the All Japan Corican before that. And then like the five some plus something hour, like Noah show on top of it was, I was just tired. I was just, I 
can't do this anymore. And I was like, I would have stuck around if the match had been good, but the match was just sad. I was like, I watched it and I was like, I just actually don't want to watch it anymore because I just don't feel good just watching the match as it is already. And then it got worse after I left, which is baffling. But uh, I will say, though, the Ariyaki show was not the worst show of the trip, though. What was the worst show of the trip? Uh, that was no Yustash. That was just... That was the other show where I walked out during the main. Oh, really? Yep. Okay, so here's the thing. So, obviously, that match was much better than main event on that one. But the problem with the arena was there were no concessions in there. Mm-hmm. There was no... There was no drinks. There was no food. Nothing. And Normally, most Japanese arenas, you have something. And I was really hungry. I was really, really, really hungry. Like, the other show I was really hungry at, actually, was the Yoyogi show. Uh, but, like, they had, like, a food van outside that you could just go to and grab some food and everything. Like, and there was nothing similar to that at that at New Year's Dash. And New Year's Dash all, also made me grumpy because I was, like, there was just not a lot to really sink your teeth into on that one. So, yeah, I just didn't really enjoy New Year's Dash. Whereas there was stuff on the Ariyaki show that I did really enjoy. Mm-hmm. And uh, did you feel a palpable tension at any of those All Japan shows after the 31st? Uh, I definitely felt it at the 2nd of January, uh, where people were kind of. Like, there was a lot of, like, weird... At, like, at the beginning of the show, there was, like, a very weird atmosphere. And people, like, literally booing Fukuda and everything. Yeah. But the show also felt like a bit of, like, a palate cleanser as well. And I think especially after Dempsey pinned Nakajima, I think that actually took a lot of tension out of the air. Because people realized, it's like, oh, he pinned Nakajima, that means he's losing. Not among international fans. Yeah, which is people I couldn't I shit. couldn't believe the reaction I saw to people. It was like, do you not understand how Puro booking work works? Like this is very ba- like I found that very funny because again, mine and like everyone else that was there live, their feelings were like, Oh, okay, so he's losing. Okay, so this is whatever. Like I I can kind of go a lot more relaxed into the show tomorrow. Cool, fine. Whereas I read like reactions, people were like, oh my god, I can't believe Dempsey put Nakajima. All Japan is doomed. I'm like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> yeah. And um well, that was the same sort of well, I mean, I could see like saying, Oh, well, he could have saved his first loss in all Japan, I suppose. But it's not exactly as if uh Nakajima was this guy that never lost a lot before. Yeah, and also I mean, okay, well, actually, no, I'm, I'm going to save the, my second take for later. <laughs> um. So, any other quick notes on the trip? Uh, I can only recommend it for everyone. Um, it, It's really, really good. If you really want to do it, uh, just do it, because you never know when the next pandemic happens. Or so when if, the next, you have... or when the yen rises. Exactly, exactly. So, if you can, if you have the finances for it, do it. Just do it. Perfect. Uh, so we'll quickly go into uh, 
top 10 matches of 2023 because the mm-hmm. voice of wrestling pool the uh ballots are due on the 21st so paul you start because my list isn't finished although i got most of it okay okay so i'm gonna go from 10th to first okay uh so i just submitted my list basically uh like an hour or so ago so my number 10 match um which i kind of put on there like because the number 10 spot always can be like a bit of a like you know like self-indulgent spot as well and because i struggled so much with rating this match and everything but i thought like i think it deserves to be on here it's uh from the march 21st 2023 from all japan it's the triple crown match yuji nagata uh versus shuji ishikawa because like it's just to me it's just such a fascinating match of them just doing absolutely crazy shit and then also spending like five minutes consecutively just lying on the mat panting really heavily and no i i just love this match and i i think to me like it needed to be mentioned at least somewhat uh then the ninth match is the uh congo so katsuki nakajima Kenon, and manabu soya defeating the zenichi shin jindai Kento Miyahara and Yuma Yoyagi and Suwama uh, from February 21st, 2023 in NOAA from the uh, Muto Retirement Show. Uh, this was just really the match that kicked off the whole Kento Miyahara versus Nakajima feud that was going to be important for both promotions uh, going forward. And yeah, also it was just a really, really great match too. Uh, and I also wanted to get one of these like six-man tags on here because I thought there were just a lot of great six-man tags. Especially involving like Keno, for example. Uh, then the next one is Kaito Kiyomiya defeats Keno from January 1st uh, from the Noah New Year, Noah the New Year show. Again, I thought this was probably Kaito's best match all year. Uh, Keno's best match as well, at least singles. But no, I would say, yeah, definitely his best match as well. Uh, I just really, really enjoyed it. Like these two are just absolutely insane. It just kind of threw all kinds of crazy shit at each other, and this was no exception. The next one is the champion uh, carnival finals: Shotaro Shino defeating T Hawk. I thought it was just great performance by both. I think it's in many ways is going to be Shino's peak, most likely in all Japan. <laughs> it's just kind of unfortunate that he literally broke his arm during the finish, uh, but great match otherwise. Not T-Hawk's best match, though. More on that later. Uh, then next up, it's the from Forbidden Door. It's Will Osprey defeating Kenny Omega for the IWGP US title. title. Uh, yeah, I preferred this one a lot to the Tokyo Dome match. I have a strong feeling that the Tokyo Dome match might be the one that will be like the overall winner for this. Yeah. But I just preferred... Like, I, and not that the Tokyo Dome match was bad. But I just like this one a lot more. Like it was just even more violent and just absolutely insane. Thumbing your nose at the safety nerds. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And it, it probably would have been even higher for me if it didn't have the like Don Callis interference, which I think we talked about at the time. Yeah. But aside from that, just absolutely amazing match. And next up, we have the first Katsuhiko Nakajima versus Kento Miyahara match. So the one from July 15th in Corican in Noah at the time. So yeah, I love this match. Just amazing atmosphere. Just just the hottest Corican crowd like you've heard since the pandemic, I would say. 
uh, and it really carried the match. Uh, I did prefer the second match, but yeah, if if you're someone that prefers the first match, I don't really think there's like any way you can go wrong here. Uh, then next up, uh, we have Will Ospreay defeats Shota Umino, uh, again defending the uh, IWGP US title uh, from November 4th, 2023 in New Japan. Uh, this was to me was Will Ospreay's best match of the year and also my favorite Shota Umino match so far. Like this really, like I was already turning the corner on Shota Umino before. And I've definitely have completely, but this really was like the match that like convinced me that like this guy is going to be the ace of New Japan in the future. Like just tremendous talent, just great performance. But like it showed or really showed like how well he can work as an underdog here. And will also like, why, like just will really, really put him over to like he basically for like everything at Shota Umino and then barely managed to put him away in the end. But it was he lost Umino lost in such a way that he still like came out stronger afterwards. And then my third match is a match that I saw live uh, from December thirtieth, twenty twenty three, from the Great Show in Tokyo Dome City Hall. Uh, it's Hayato Tamara defeats T Hawk to win uh, the G Rex Championship. So as much as I like poo pooed uh, uh, like. Tamara not winning at the uh, Sumo Hall show. I think in a way it actually did enhance this match because it felt like such a so much more important for him to win now. Because if he had lost this match, then he would have just been toast essentially. So and and this was very noticeable, like among the live crowd as well, who were just like like there was really big support for Tamara in the crowd. <coughs> I don't know how much that came across live. But this crowd just was just rooting for Tamara all the way, including me. And it was one of those finishes where like I literally jumped up in my chair uh, when he actually beat T-Hawk. And T-Hawk, when he's on, is one of the best wrestlers in the world. And I've kind of realized that like when T-Hawk is on, he is actually might be like one of my like all-time favorites as well because he's just so good at everything. And then my number two which for the longest time was my match of the year, literally until the last day of the year, <laughs> uh, which was uh, from May 4th, 2023 in Big Japan. It's Yue Aoki defeats Yuji Okabayashi uh, to win the uh, Strong Championship. Yeah, to me, this is like a near perfect like wrestling match. Just the story of like Aoki just overcoming like the final boss of Yuji Okabayashi by just sheer heart and determination just... Yeah, just absolutely amazing stuff. I gushed about it at the time, and I've only grown to love it more since then. Uh, but it did get unseated from the top spot, literally at the last at the last second, by uh, Katsuhiko Nakajima and Kento Miyahara from the All Japan uh, all, from the uh, AGPW Maniacs show. Yeah, uh, again, just I've gushed about it on the um, on the. Uh, Wrestling Omakasa episode that I recorded with John right after. So go listen to that one if you wanted more like in-depth thoughts on it. But just, yeah, the, the whole atmosphere was just incredibly special for this as well. Just Nakajima coming out with the Inoki theme and Kentu just really feeling like the big defender of like all Japan and then just the complete shocker of a finish. Because not just does Kentu not get his win back, he taps out to Nakajima, which 
makes this even more shocking. And yeah, just great story overall. Like the match structure was really good. Just Nakajima working over the arm and then using that to tap him out in the end. And yeah, no. Five-star match, easily best match of the year. All right, so my list is still sort of being formulated because i got a couple of days left. Uh, I've got the top seven. Uh, I'm thinking of putting that Tokyo Dome six-man Congo versus All Japan on it, as well as Kiyomiya versus Kano. But at number seven, I've got the uh, Kento and Yuma versus Honda and Anzai 30-minute draw. Uh, number six, uh, Funori Abe versus Takuri Nomura from October in the We Are Fighting Detective show. Uh it's funny because I rewatched the match and it was still pretty incredible, but I didn't quite love it as much as um, the first time I watched it. But still, it's absolutely deserving in my top 10. Uh, number five is uh, Kento Miyahara versus Yuji Nagata from February. Just an incredible match, incredible performance by Nagata. Uh, and then my number four match is uh, Yuya Aoki versus Yuji Okabayashi from May 4th in Big Japan, obviously. Number three, I might be, I wonder if anyone has this on their list is high or higher than me. Kendo Miyahara and Yuma Aoyagi versus the Saito brothers from October 9th. Which I that was one might, of my last cuts. <laughs> which I thought might be one of the best tag team matches of the year. And then number two is Kento versus Nakajima 1. And number one is Kento versus Nakajima 2. No, I I I feel I feel like that is probably going to be the hopefully will be the all Japan match that does the best. I uh, think it's in the poll. Well, one of them I think will sneak into the top ten. Yeah, um, I, I'm I'm just kind of afraid it might split the vote, but yeah, we'll see. <laughs> uh well, I mean, what's going for the second one is that it happened on December thirty first. Yeah. <laughs> so that's really helpful. Uh, and so uh, this week, we're going to start off with All Japan and the All Japan drama that has happened <laughs> since the last time I did the show. So it is official that Shuji Shikawa is leaving the company. That was finally announced. But also, Black Mensah Ray is leaving the company. Um, and it should be noted that Ishikawa already now has bookings in Noah in Great. <laughs> uh, we'll get to more on that in a, in a bit later. Um, but there's been a bunch of stories out in the media and apparently Tiger Kihara may have been covertly blaming Suwama for some of this. Suwama is giving these work to shoot interviews. Nakajima is talking about this mastermind that's up to whatever is going on in all Japan. And today he put out a video on, on X where he's walking late at night and he's dressed like Rocky when Rocky's like <laughs> doing his run up the steps of the Philadelphia library with like, you know, gray tracksuit and red toque. And then there's a guy <laughs> with like a luchador mask on. It's clearly Simon and Noki. Yes. <laughs> uh, so I don't know, Paul, I think Mensah is a bit of a blow just because he's a solid yeah. end. Some people been there forever. Some people are downplaying it. And yes, it's not a crisis, but I think it's a bigger blow than some people may think. Um, also, because he was involved in evolution. Yeah, because you know, like, I mean, yeah, same with, yeah, yeah. I mean, he yeah, same with Ishikawa. Yeah. yeah, because they were both like very heavily involved backstage. Yeah, and so I wonder, well, what's going to happen with Evolution? I don't know. 
I mean, we've seen a lot of actress time, right? And not yeah. a lot of evolution time. No. Um, but I got to say, <laughs> this is sort of, the, the angles that they're now trying to run out of this are ridiculous, I think. Yeah. Well, like, I don't know, like these weird, like work shoot stuff. I'm not sure where this is going. And I, I'm well, not sure, like, I mean, do you really get heat if you like bring Simon and Oki out and like the, uh, what's the next big show? The what? What's the twenty seventh again? Uh, a yeah, hack Shoji or something? Yeah, it's in like the west, like the West End, Tokyo. Like I don't know if that's gonna draw any heat, so I'm not sure about that. Like it's 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 very weird. Um. Yeah, so I I I get the vibe that we're building to a Suwama versus Nakajima match. I guess so, but that would be also be very weird if we end this whole thing with like Suwama winning the title. Oh God, because uh, they're running out of Ward on March thirtieth, and there's not a ton of matches you can main event with that. I suppose. Yeah, true. That's one of the biggest, unless you wanted to pull the trigger on a Yuma or a Kento match again. Yeah. And you can't even do like an Ishikawa match now because no. yeah, he's gone. Uh, my, my my theory of him showing because they took so long to announce his departure. My theory of him because uh, they're not going to work the departure like no. an announcement. No. Uh, so my theory of him attacking Nakajima after a match is is gone. Um, but I got to say, and as much as people talked about Nakajima reinventing himself, I think he still sort of has some bad instincts when it comes to oh, creative. Yes. Yes, he does. So, like, I mean, it was always the day, like, because the whole gimmick he was doing all, is kind of like a fine line, right? Mm-hmm. So you can definitely overdo it. Like, like I said, I'm, I'm not walking out on it, but it, it, it is definitely like a first. Like, okay, let let's see where this one is going. But I think for now it's still doing good. But yeah, there's definitely a line where you can take this whole like where you can get too cute with it well he's standing up on the line it could easily cross it depending on where this simon yeah. Inoki thing goes yeah if he just starts coming up with simon inoki now then i'm like i don't know about that one it's funny because inoki denied it and said no i was just there to communicate between wwe and all japan and everything like that i mean maybe the whole thing's changed since then since they were seeing that people were kind of like mad about it and because they're restless now they want to use it for like heat essentially but i don't know if that word is working yeah i don't know and then there were no and we should clarify nakajima is not vacating the triple crown oh yeah yeah. he's left it (laughs) with at the all japan office while he goes and trains and walks around at night with a masked simon inoki (laughs) what better training can there be yeah Uh, it wasn't even that late at night because the trains were running i just realized oh yes yes there was a train in the background that was running was dark out um, but I felt like they were trying to give the vibe that it was late at night because there was yeah. the streets, you know, and everything like that. But then a train goes, <laughs> yeah, what time mean? did the train stop? <laughs> like midnight, like shortly I after thought. midnight. So it's definitely not that late. <laughs> anyway, so that's yeah, the latest uh, in the all Japan drama. Uh, and then like Rising Hayato continues to make these. Tw- like posts about like oh the president you know dunking on the president everything like that oh and it should said that possibly not everyone has signed a contract yet 
that too but i feel like with hayato it might also just be part of his gimmick of being like oh yeah like punk boy i I agree that too i agree with that too paul do you have any feelings on who might not have signed a contract i mean it's so far it's only been older guys right yeah so but then again like would there be people that haven't signed a contract yet that came out in the tracksuit That's a good point. Because normally, right, like all the people that come out in the tracksuit have a contract. Like that's, I mean, it's not the rules, but that's kind of how it works. But then again, did Mensure come out? Uh, Mensure came out, right? Yeah, okay. I mean, it could still be a work. It could still be a work. But I mean, I don't know. That just got my mind thinking about who didn't. But I think they've got everyone for now until they screw things up. Yeah. Which I mean, as long them. as it's not like Yuma, yeah, uh, Aoyagi, uh, Ashino, either Yuma, really. Ashino is someone that I might be looking at there because I think he probably knows that they're not gonna like push him super heavily going forward. Although, who's gonna push him super heavily going forward? Great, yes, maybe. A, great, maybe. Great, I think. What? Yeah. But that's about it. Unless like Ishikawa goes and like starts up something. Yeah. But he seemed to be a Suwama guy, so I don't know. Yeah. So yeah, that's that. And we'll keep you posted on anything else. But like, okay, fine. Just cut the silly, silly angles. <laughs> uh, I, I don't think it's getting well. It's not getting well received by anyone, no. really. Not the Japanese fans either. So yep. Uh hopefully. This is just a bump on the road that they're leaning into, and we'll see where things go. But I think a lot will be clarified on the twenty after the twenty seventh. Yeah. Oh, uh, also, uh, we should say um, Yukio Sakaguchi is retiring, so they dropped the all Asia tag titles to Atsushi Onita and Tori Kojima. What uh, a waste so, of time that was. Well, that was sort of sudden because he dropped the titles and then he announced his retirement. Um. He had, I think he might be injured. Well, he had spinal canal stenosis diagnosed in 2021. So he may have gotten a message from his doctor. Maybe, yeah. But I Maybe. also feel like in general, like this whole thing of like putting the title on like DDT guys and then them just never defending the title in all Japan and then them just dropping it back to Anita. It's just, I don't know. It's not exactly inspiring. It is not. But uh, it is what it is. But so you can expect more uh, electric death or electric current death matches, or blast death matches. Anyway, I thought we should uh, escape from that because you know they didn't book Onita for a while. Yeah. So, well, and I mean it's uh, I mean Onita actually made it to the like Kurikan show, but I I was like, why is he early on? And I realized, oh yeah, wait, because he needs to like rush down to get to the DDT show. Yeah. But I don't know how long they're going to hold these titles. Like with Toy Kojima and everything, that just seems. Yeah, that's not a long term uh, yeah. group. So we go to that show that you just mentioned, uh, New Year Giants series at Corican Hall in front of 1,258 fans. I think that's actually a decent number given what it was. Yeah. And that's the power of Fuchi. Yes, definitely. Like the, this was really all themed around Fuji. It's There were actually like flowers from like all kinds of like different promotions and everything in the entrance of Corrigan Hall. Mm-hmm. Fuji. And so uh, just to start off the show, 
<clears throat> we got another Akras match. Me <laughs> and Sakura Mizushima defeated Maru and Kyoka Iwai. Uh, when me pinned a Y with the Kuma Chan uh, Choco Cornet. Paul, what did you think of this match? So I thought the looks of the heel team were much better than the looks of the face team. Yes. It was like, like why I was like, why is one of them carrying a teddy bear? I don't remember which one out of them that was on the face team. And then the heel team just comes out and it's just much cooler. So. Yeah, like I said, I'm not really super familiar with any of the like actress girls. No, I'm trying to educate myself, but I still know. <laughs> yeah. Like who's the like one that did like the blind drunker gimmick that was wearing like the cool kimono? Oh, that was the she's like the ace, I think, and she was in the match, uh the first match with the great Asa Asako. Uh, the one in yeah, I didn't watch a lot of that much. <laughs> <laughs> No, but she was like the one she came across as like the coolest one out of all of them. I mean, yeah. this match wasn't very good. No, it wasn't. Like there was a lot of missed spots as well. I mean, it was better than I was expecting it to be, but it was also kind of like fun because of like it to some degree of its sloppiness. But yeah, uh, like overall, it was like yeah, I don't, I don't know what we're really getting out of this whole actress girls relationship. Uh, but there was actually one important thing that was in this. Or the most important person in this match was actually none of the participants. Who was it? And Nikan Lee as the referee. Oh, yes. That's right. I noticed that. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. I, I'm wondering if this is just like a thing that she did as like a uh, as a favor to Fuji or maybe if she is kind of like coming back into the fold a bit more. Well, so I think someone said she showed up in another Joshi, Joshi promotion to referee, but I got to double check that. Okay. Uh, so yeah, but that's interesting. So maybe it's not all bad blood because she was an interesting yeah. departure because she left before everyone else started to leave. Yes. She, maybe she, she just like the trendsetter, <laughs> the trouble before everyone else. I don't know. Yeah. And then we had the Fuchi um, birthday ceremony with messages mm -hmm. from uh, Kawada, Kobashi, Tenru and Chono. That, that, that was also really cool to see. Hmm? Yeah, yeah, no, no, I was there. So that was that was really, really cool to see, like to see all of the videos. To, uh, then you have like great Kojika come out as well and Otani and... Uh, and Onida, uh, you mean? Uh, Onida, yes, not Otani. Yes, no, yeah, yeah, sorry. <laughs> uh, Onida, uh, Kojika as well. It's like, oh man, Kojika looks rough. <laughs> <laughs> Kojika also looks like his suit was made like around the same time when like Fuji made his debut. <laughs> and um so that was a nice ceremony no akiyama mm -hmm. or tally messages which i thought was that was notable as well to me yeah that like akiyama was missing from that uh and Taui, yeah, because I, I actually expected after kawada and kobashi i actually fully expected uh i actually fully expected uh Taui to be next and then he never came up uh, so we got to our first match, which is... Well, we did get Tenru, though. Who we did get Tenru. Not looking well. No. But he seems to be doing a little better than he was. Yeah. Because he was in hospital for a bit. Uh, then uh, Hikaru Sato, Kotaro Suzuki, Koji Iwamoto, and Fuminori Abe defeated Dan Tamara, Atsuki Aoyagi, Rising Hayato, and Ryo Inoue in 7 minutes, 11 seconds with the Koko no uh, Geijutsu from Iwamoto on Tamara, obviously setting up their title match. 
on December 27th or January 27th, excuse me. Mm -hmm. uh, this was a good little junior sprint and I'm excited for uh, their match on the 27th because I think it'll be really good. And I think they complement each other's styles. And I got to ask Paul, Dan is shockingly over, is he not? Dan is incredibly over. It's, I was also baffled by how over he was. Uh, it, no, like people love him, like especially the women. Yes. Uh, I think that, that I, well, really I, is I, his main I fan. I started knowing that trend a few months ago when all these women would post pictures, getting pictures with him before the shows and everything. Yeah. No, like, yeah, I think me and John talked about it after he won the junior uh, title at the Yoyogi show where like there were just people bawling their eyes out when he won the title. Uh, and yeah, no, the same thing here yeah. where like Dan is like just so incredibly over. Same when he like defended the title against Sato. Like the entire crowd was just screaming for him there. And yeah, it is fascinating. Like I, I really did not expect him to get this over, but I mean, I, it's a good sign. Oh, absolutely. And then next up. Uh, but uh, question, do you think Iwamoto has a chance to beat him though? Yes, but I am leaning still towards Dan winning. Yeah, because Iwamoto actually cut a promo saying that he was going to uh, kind of break uh, Fuji's record for junior title reigns. Mm, well, if they're like, I'm sorry, but they shouldn't put the title on him unless he had signed. Yeah. I mean, maybe he's one of those, like, you know, like, because we're like, well, people haven't signed their contracts, but like, are we sure that those are like existing roster members or people? Well, yeah, because there's two join? people that could fall into that. Exactly, because uh, it could be him and Ayabe that just yeah. didn't sign the contract. That's it. Well, then I wouldn't put the title on. No, yeah. <laughs> I know that maybe they're, but I could see them putting the title to try to convince him to sign. I don't know. But I feel like, like especially with how over Dan is, like because before I was like, yeah, okay, maybe Dan is more like someone that is like better for like a shorter title reign. But like having now seen how over he actually is, I think maybe actually Dan having a longer reign, yeah, would be a good thing. I, especially I, because they already got the Sato match out of the way, right? Because that yeah. was like the logical match, right? Which is like well, as... drop it. Why yeah. he drop it to Iwamoto, right? Exactly. Uh -huh. So you can just keep going with it because he is and then do it. they just want to do the story of atsuki beating iwamoto the new ace beats the old ace yeah i mean you can do that but i feel like it's would also be a cool thing if like hayato like well yeah i mean they're after gonna, he has like a six month reign it's his it's his titles should be next really yeah i'll reshake it and then if uh, he had signed <laughs> if he had signed yeah uh then next up, Kuroshio, Tokyo, Japan, and Osamu Nishimura defeated Renayabe and um, Naruki. No, this was Shitaro. No, it was Naruki Doi. I'm thinking back to that other match where Ayabe and Ashino <laughs> tag teamed no. randomly, which was clearly because Ishikawa wasn't available. Yes. <laughs> uh, and Naruki Doi, still a very strange tag team, uh, Doi and Ayabe. Uh, in 633, with an Ikimen hold from Kuroshio on Ayabe. Which to me just screams this guy's possibly on his way out after January. Yeah. Which is which is so weird because I was like, I'm gonna I would have bet great money after the like New Year's Eve show. Uh and like especially with him announcing that he's like leaving JTO, it's like, oh yeah, this yeah. guy is like one hundred percent coming out on one two in a uh tracksuit and then everything happened. I, I think know, the real question will be if he's booked after 
February or into February. Yeah. If he's still sticking around, then yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe they can convince him to sign. But again, if they're just dropping him out, that's probably not going to happen. So who knows? Yeah. Um. So yeah, match was just a six and a half minute match. Perfectly fine. Obviously with a yeah. six and a half minute entrance <laughs> <laughs> as well. Yeah. Um, no, that was great. TV title, Seiko Tachibana defeated Black Mensure in nine minutes and 32 seconds with the Yankee Hammer, which is like a running elbow to the back of the head where he like pushes it down. Um, I'm actually not, like this was before we found out Mensa Ray was leaving, but at the same time, I wasn't totally shocked or anything at this result, to be completely honest with you. Uh, Tachibana has obviously gotten himself over, uh, with his uh connection to Jiro, and I actually enjoyed this match, it was a nice little match. So, I actually didn't really see it. So, basically, the problem here was is uh, kind of based on the way the show was structured like this was kind of like okay i was like looking at it and i was like okay there's only the tag title match and then the fuji rumble and the fuji match left and i'm like okay i definitely can't miss those so if i wanted to like go pee grab another beer and like go to the merch table i had to do it now so i actually did miss this match essentially because i like did all of that but hey on the positive side i got myself the uh the Fuji anniversary shirt. So that's that at least. Quick aside, Paul, how many mark picks did you get on this trip? One, because I don't like to take mark picks. <laughs> <laughs> it's literally I've only ever broken that rule once. And one the first time was for uh Fuminori Abe at uh 16 carat. Uh and that was also literally because I was like, okay, because he didn't have a shirt. So I was like, okay, but I wanna like give you money for some things. I was like, yeah, just give you money for a photo then. And then the other time was like, basically it was uh, at the very first show at on the uh, of this trip on the great show where Atsuki was selling merch and like signing a shirt. Uh, uh, and I, and he basically was like, Hey, yeah, do you also want to take a picture? And I was like, yeah, sure. Why not? So yeah, those are the only. <laughs> <mark picks. laughs> uh, so we go up. I thought this was interestingly placed. Um, but it made sense because they did the Fuji match right after the Royal Fuji Rumble. For the ta World Tag Titles, Jun Seto and Rei Seto defeated Katsuhiko Nakajima and Hokuto Amori in 14 minutes and 41 seconds when Rei pinned Nakajima with an upper show tape palm strike to make their third defense. Um, I thought this was good. I thought the last few minutes were good. I just thought it started off a little slow, and it was also weird because Nakajima and Omori had this extended control sequence, which I Thought didn't really fit when you're up against the Saitos. Yeah, I I, I did turned like into a very match, solid though. match. Yeah, yeah, I did like the match, but uh, the only people that have pinned Nakajima so far in all Japan are Charlie Dempsey and Ray Saito. <laughs> <laughs> that is an interesting group of people. <laughs> it is. It is. Um, but the one thing I really need to say is. I can't overstate how fucking cool the Saitos are in person. <laughs> like, it is incredible. Like, they have really did, like, again, talking about other people have really gotten themselves over, and it is so much more, like, their charisma is just so much more noticeable in person as well. Oh, like, yeah. That Saito versus Saito match were, like, was, like, nothing short of, like, a miracle, basically, at Yogi. 
That's funny. Yeah. I mean, hey, I think the Saitos are people you got to hang on to now. Like they have yeah. become little stars, constantly seeing them do media stuff. Like, mm -hmm. you know, the haters are wrong. Oh, yeah, I know. But I also <laughs> feel like there aren't even that many like haters of the Saitos left at this point. No, no. A lot have, have, uh, there's a few left, but a lot have definitely, yeah. um, I've, I've changed their tune. Um, I mean, I would love a race side over Nakajima triple crown match. Oh yeah, I yeah, know that. That I think that's again like one of those ways that you can put on as like a filler. But I'm not even sure where you would put that just based on the schedule because you definitely can't main event Ota Ward with that. that no, you can main event. They, they, they've got okay. So what they're doing is they're going to Corkin on like I think February 10th, and then later on like i don't know on the 20th 21st 22nd they're doing a tour in the southwest they're going to like fukuoka and some other towns down there so yes yeah, so you can do it there you I could know. do cork i think you could do cork in with ray saito i really oh do. yes no 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 you absolutely can do that i think so i mean ideally um we'll get an idea and then we had the eight-man fuji royal fuji rumble excuse me oh you sorry, just well, just for a quick one more thing i need to mention by the that there is one guy that uh, that was at these shows who just loves Hokuto Omori. <laughs> uh, he actually, fun fact, he actually sat next to me at the uh, one, two, and three, uh, and one free show randomly. Uh, because, like, uh, so he sat next to me on the one, two show. I was like, yeah, this guy was like shouting really loudly when Hokuto was coming out. And then, like, Hokuto was coming out on the one free show, and I was like, wait a minute, that's the same guy sitting next to me that sat, sat next to me at the other show. And then <laughs> on this show, he sat, like, a bit further in the back, but I could still very loudly hear him. <laughs> that's funny. And in the eight-man Royal Fuji Rumble, Yuma Anzai won by eliminating Kento Miyahara in the order of uh, eliminations with Ryuki Honda, Suwama, Hideki Suzuki, Yuma Aoyagi, Shitaro Shino, Minoru Suzuki, and then Miyahara. Uh, this was, uh, like, a timed entry. But the funny thing was that some people made it, didn't even make it to the ring by the time the minute was out during their entrances. It was a really good example of like why WWE works the length of the entrances <laughs> or the length of the, like doesn't do like actual shoot minutes Yeah, for Royal Rumble entries because yeah, it, it, it turns into what it turned here where like people kind of struggle well, to get also, to the Also, I think entrances. the Rumble entrances are a bit more, at least what, 90 seconds or something? Yeah. So. Uh, but like, I, 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 to be fair, the one that did the best though was uh, was Kento, where uh, he basically just realized like like he did all of his like shtick and everything, and then just stood outside there forever. And then I think like realized at the last second was like, oh shit, I'm supposed to throw Honda out before the next guy comes out, <laughs> and like basically just booked it into the ring. I was like, okay, okay, shit, shit, I still need to do my spot. Um, I mean, this was. Still very battle royale-ish. I thought the beginning with Anzai versus Honda was good and the end with mm -hmm. Anzai versus Miyahara. Um, Suwama and uh, Hideki were responsible for their eliminations again. They sort of tumbled out yeah. together, if I remember correctly. But yeah. they've reconciled yet again. They uh, reconciled yet the, again on the outside. I don't. Did they yeah. even get caught by the camera? Uh, I don't think so. Yes. But, so but I, I, can, I can exclusive scoop. I can... Okay. I can't say that they made up afterwards. I have no. They they, they did they did an angle backstage where they reconciled. Oh, okay. But no, yeah. but they literally did like pose. They like posed in front of us, like where I was sitting. 
uh, <laughs> after the after uh, after they were thrown out. So they had already made up by then. Mm -hmm. The tease continues. And then in the Masanobu Fuchi debut 50th anniversary and 70th birthday anniversary match, Yuma Anzai defeated Masanobu Fuchi in 21 minutes and five seconds with a face lock. <laughs> well, I mean, this had incredible heat, but it was still very Muto match-ish in terms of, you know, obviously Fuchi's limitations, but he did a drop kick, you know, and he did mat work and he did um, the backdrops and everything. And Anzai, they probably still should have cut off five, six minutes from this, though. Um, but I was impressed with how quickly Fuchi popped up to cut a promo after the match. After <laughs> he was having a like a, a stroke on the ground after the match. Okay, I will say my opinion is probably very heavily influenced. By oh, I'm sure. I saw this live, but that because looks... live this felt very different. Like live, yeah. I, I think I wrote as much as well, and like. The Discord or Slack or whatever was like, I have no idea how this comes across on V across on VOD, but live this was an amazing experience because oh, people were just like dying and living by it. And it, it also really helped that you had Kento at, at ringside, yes, because he basically was like the biggest like Fuji cheerleader ever, where he would just constantly get the crowd to like chant his name and everything. And that, that like Kento really was like the like uncrowned MVP of this match. Although I will say Anzai is probably the, like Anzai is the actual MVP and then Kento is like the like amazing like third man on the outside just really putting it over. But I also thought Anzai just did a really great job here as well with obviously like a very limited Fuji. Mm -hmm. uh, and just really kind of like selling well and everything and then just putting him away. And yeah, also this crowd like loved Yuma Anzai as well. Yeah. Like he I was incredibly over and like yeah, I mean, everyone knows he's going to be a triple crown champion. And then after the match, Fuchi, you know, made comparisons to Jumbo and Misawa with Anzai. And I assume that Anzai is probably going to use that face lock going forward. Yeah, I mean, he'd better. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it does make sense if he gets like a bit like it, like it is time for him to kind of build out his arsenal a bit more. Yeah, for sure. Like, obviously, like the knee is amazing and it's over and everything. But like he needs to add like a bit more stuff, a bit more variety to, to his arsenal as well. And yeah, adding something like the face lock is probably like a good idea as well. Yeah. So like after the show, was it like a, a great atmosphere? Oh, yes. No, no. That was just an incredibly like good vibes show all around. Like I really walked out of there and I was like, I was very happy that I got to experience that in person. Yeah. that Because that's, you're not going to like on the regular trip, you're not going to experience a show like that. No. Yeah. Because it's like they, they saved us for this kind of stuff. And it, it's just also kind of just the you kind of like think about just the sheer like length of Masanobu Fuji's career, mm -hmm. right? Like to put it into perspective, this man made his debut before the end of the Vietnam War. Like, like that's insane. Like that's yeah. in, like just think about like in what terms we talk about the Vietnam War, like right, like how long ago it was, and like the the age of like the like. Vietnam War veterans now and all of that. And like this man made his debut before like that war ended. Mm -hmm. Yes, through so much. And how many times the company has yeah. almost it, it died. Is actually, exactly. Like it, 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 he was never a big star, right? Because no. like normally when we think of a legend, it's like someone that was like a massive star in the promotion. And he never was, but he is a legend. 
like he's as much of a legend of all Japan as like anyone else. Like, because I'm trying to think like who would be, even be the people that would like rival him in terms of like status with the promotion. Like Baba, obviously. Uh, and then it's like, I mean, out of Jumbo, the, Tenru, out the pillars, Jumbo, Jumbo, yes, ten, ten, Tenru would already have to like think about it. Yeah, because he just right because he was again a guy that like dropped in and out of the promotion. Mm-hmm. Uh, Misawa probably, but again he tried to kill the company, so <laughs> there's that. <laughs> Kawada, <laughs> but Miss Kawada probably Kawada uh, is definitely on there as well. But again, all of those were like major stars that we're talking about here. Like none of them were like basically like grumpy like comedy jobbers for like half their career in the promotion so like it really made me think about like i don't know if i if i can actually really like properly put that into words really about like what fuji tells us about how you become a legend Mm -hmm. and maybe i will actually at some point be able to like articulate it properly and maybe do it as like an article or something like that but i i just like it's just something that i really thought about during the show is like what does it actually mean to be a legend yeah well, I mean, he's a legend in my books. I think he might be the most underrated wrestler of all time, in, if you think about it, in a lot of ways. Yeah, no, definitely, because he doesn't really make like many like top 100 lists or whatever. But And, uh, I mean, historically, he was in the Jumbo versus yeah. uh, Super Generation Army feud. He was already a grumpy veteran back then in the early 90s. Yeah. Just 30 years ago. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, he was part of that... Uh, Tuplo uh, concession brawl, the second one, with Onita mm-hmm. versus uh, um, Eddie Gilbert and uh, Ricky Morton. Yeah, which had a huge influence on hardcore wrestling in Japan. Yep. So yeah, absolutely, he is a legend in my books. Yes. No. 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 Like I've, to me, it's like kind of undeniable, especially like because like you don't do this kind of stuff for like someone that isn't a legend. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't give him his own Kurrigan show, like, print his own shirt, give him a main event against, like, the next ace if he isn't a legend. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We hype ourselves up thinking, ah, maybe I can pull a Ken Griffey Jr. rookie card. But with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now. Introducing Slab Packs from Arena Club the only repack that provides real value, a complete view of all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now, when I buy slab packs at Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. I was able to open an Arena Club slab pack, and, and I'll be honest, it was a lot better than what you normally do. Say you go to a card show, and there's a random innocuous brown bag of cards and yeah you can open it and look it's going to be junk you're you, you know what i mean like you know what you're probably going to get in those maybe you find that fun and sometimes i do sometimes i like just opening up cards and saying oh, hey look at some random cards or whatever but if you're really in this game to to find value and find particular cards it sucks to have to buy these mystery packs and it ends up being you know almost nothing you know nothing of value not with arena club you can display, again, of all available cards, hit rates, grading, so you know that when you're opening up the slab pack, you are going to get something valuable. You are getting something good. 
And Arena Club, in addition to having those great slab packs we just talked about, is also a marketplace for card collecting, buying, trading, selling, displaying, all that sort of stuff. But those Arena Club slab packs, man, they are revolutionizing the repack game with transparency. After your pulls are revealed, they'll immediately be placed in your vault for safekeeping or trading and selling, and you can have them officially graded by Arena Club as well. So again, setting these things off, it's going to be officially graded by Arena Club. And the Arena Club grading process is accurate, fast, and transparent with full grade rationale provided and explanation of how your card was scored. So whether you're buying, selling, trading, or displaying, Arena Club is the card collecting platform that you have to check out. So right now, I've got a special offer here for Voices of Wrestling Network listeners. You can get 10% off of your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash V-O-W-Net. Again, that's arenaclub.com slash V-O-W-Net. Now, that's a crazy offer. That's 10% off a $400 slab pack. $40 off right there. 10% off your first purchase. No matter what that purchase is, 10% off. Again, that's arenaclub.com slash V-O-W-Net. Arenaclub.com slash V-O-W-Net for 10% off your first purchase on Arena Club. And we thank them for sponsoring the Voices of Wrestling Podcast Network. Yeah. So that's that show. Uh, we'll just go quickly the preview for the New Year's Giants series at uh, uh, Tokyo Sporta Arena Hachiyoji, which is like on the western edge of Tokyo, like past the special wards. Um. Where they ran that um, match against Kento and Yuma last February, although I believe that they're actually using the larger arena this year, the main arena instead of the sub arena. Like, yeah, they are using the main arena. It says it on the website. So, and it seems tickets are selling like really fast for that. Yeah, uh, let me just double check because what it is is I don't think there's any. It's like a basketball thing where there's no seats on the. Well, I mean, normally there's no seats on the floor, but mm-hmm. there's like. Um, second level yeah premium seats sold out special ringside sold out only a few left ringside and reserve seats on the floor only a few left and then only a few left on the second floor so that's actually good that the upper uh, bowl is selling so the most recent i don't have the they haven't released the actual match order yet so this is not the match order but uh the most recent announced match is oldest sanzu river electric blast death match in history with three electric blast bats, we've got Atsushi Onida, Reijin Yaguchi, and Great Kojika. Oh, my God. <laughs> versus Mr. Pogo. Not that Mr. Pogo. He's dead. This is Sha- actually Shadow WX. Uh, legendary Big Japan Deathmatch wrestler. <laughs> versus Onryo and Takumi Sakurai from Pro Wrestling 18. Sure. Why not? <laughs> uh, the Sakurai guy is the youngest guy in this match. Uh, he is 34 years old. She isn't that old, but you also have an 80 year old. <laughs> yes, I was about to say, <laughs> literally not even close to half the age of Kajika. Yeah, and Shadow WX has got to be in his late 40s, early 50s as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been around uh, forever. Onryo's been around for since the late 90s. I remember when he first came around. So mm-hmm. he's going to be in his 40s at least. So World Tag Team Championship. Uh, June Saito and Ray Saito versus Ryuki Honda and Yuma Anzai. Uh, I'm looking forward to this match. It'll be great. Mm-hmm. Paul, who wins this? Because I could see it going a couple of ways. But I think yeah, I, if Saito's I, lose, that takes the wind out of the sails for any Ray challenge for the Triple Crown. 
it does. But on the other hand, I also feel like it's the right time for Anza and Honda. I do too. So I, I, no, I think you can do it in a way where like it doesn't well, June has to take to the, the pin. Yes, June has to eat the pin. But I, again, I don't think that's a problem. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I feel like it's the right time for them. Otherwise, I mean, I don't know. I think maybe you can hold it off a little bit longer, but I do think like new period should be the next tag team champions. Yeah. Like even if they don't win here, then maybe the side hold it a bit longer and then lose it to them after the champion carnival or whatever, but they should be the next team up. I mean, I think the Sados have to lose it at some point because I think they should probably win the real world tag league this year. Yeah. I, I could see that happen as well. I mean, the other thing is they're still the G-Rex champions as well. Like, do we think they actually lose the All Japan well, titles you know, before they lose the great titles? They got it. I would assume that All Japan is protecting them so they lose the world tag titles first, right? Ah, okay. And then they used to lose the G-Rex. Yeah, that actually makes sense. But, uh, you know, something I noticed is other than the Saito's, Great has stopped booking a lot of the All Japan guys. Yeah. Like, Japan no more points to, like, points. Well, Atsuki was on the 30th. On the oh, show on the right. 30th. Okay. I literally thought... Literally, but but other than, photographic evidence. <laughs> yes. Other than that, well, Ishikawa is gone now. But he's the only yeah. guy even remotely connected to All Japan other than the Saitos. Also, the Saitos are facing um, uh, Ryuchi Kawakami and Daimanji So on the 21st in Great. And I actually think that match could be really awesome. Oh, yeah, I know that. Like, So is like a really underrated guy. Yeah. Well, because he was coming around with Ryuji Sai for so long. And... Yes. No one, but I always thought he thought he had potential when he was in all Japan and everything. But uh, yeah. he's coming to his own in big Japan. Um, so the Shuji Shikawa and Black Menso Ray farewell match, uh, Shuji Shikawa and Black Menso Ray versus Ren Ayabe and Ryo Inoue. Uh, this is interesting because yeah, it is. I think it's interesting because of Ayabe in this match on the other team. Like, I could see Inoue pinning Menso Ray. Mm-hmm. I could see Ayabe pinning Ishikawa even. If if Ayabe is sticking around, he should pin Ishikawa. Yes, if Ayabe is sticking around, he should pin Ishikawa. I think this will give, give us a really good indication whether or not Ayabe is staying. Yeah. Because if he gets the pin here, then I think he's staying. If Inoue is just pinning Mensure or if Inoue is pinning Ishikawa, uh, then yeah, I don't think he is. And then six-man tag match, Hikaru Sato... Hideki Suzuki and Suwama versus Naruki Dori, Minoru Suzuki, and Hokuto Omori, who's still a year later, the faction with no name. Yep. And it has outlived Strong Style now. It has. The faction that did get a name. <laughs> now they could, uh, maybe, maybe, well, okay, it would also be weird to have a faction called Strong Style in, in, all, in all Japan, but. Yeah. Yeah, um, <laughs> I mean, I get the vibe that this is just a mid card match, but at the same time, yeah. like maybe they do the fun, they finally do the breakup angle after the match. But I maybe. don't really see anything to this match other than that. Or it could just be a match. It could also just be a match, yeah. <laughs> um, next up, we got Kento Miyahara and Rising Hayato versus Kuroshio Tokyo Japan and Sego Tachibana. <laughs> this will generate a lot of heat. Yeah, a lot uh, of heat, brother, a lot of heat definitely will be. It is kind of a weird match to put Kento in on such a big show, though. Yeah, um, but hey, they're drawing anyway, so that's a good sign. Does Tayada win here and get a Tachi a title shot against Tachibana? Bodegi or a title? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't love that one. I don't love that. But then, what did he just have? Jiro pinned Hayato. 
Dude, what, what if Kento pins Tachibana and he gets a title shot? Mm, you never know. I could see that too. But um, then how like do you put the gear don't put the gear or title on Kento? No, no. You could have ta- yeah, you could have Tachibana just drop off all the Kento and it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Um and then we've got ourselves World Junior, PWF World Junior uh, Heavyweight Championship match, Dan Tamara versus Koji Iwamoto. We already talked about this match. I'm still leaning mm-hmm. towards Dan retaining, but I would go 60-40 maybe. Yeah, I, I'll probably run to say maybe like a little bit more confident. I would maybe go 65-35, but to Dan retaining. But I could see Iwamoto winning too. Mm-hmm. Will be a good match, I think, though. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. These two have pretty good chemistry and even motors very clearly like motivated mm-hmm. and then all japan versus ddt special tag match yuma aoyagi and aski aoyagi versus kanosuke takeshita and hideki okatani paul this could steal the show uh i mean it could be yeah i mean it depends like with okatani and everything oh okatani's will be fine in a tag match with against these guys i mean i think he's good mm-hmm. I don't think he's necessarily the level of like Yuma or Takeshita, but it will be a good oh, match, yeah. I expect. It, it definitely, definitely. Um, I'm assuming that Yuma pins Okatani because Takeshita is probably beating Yuma at um, whatever that show in March is. I mean, it, it's really baffling how much control just WWE has over all Japan. It is shocking. Yeah. Like it's just they're like just completely controlling their booking. They've basically bought out the promotion, hollowed it out, and just turned it into like the feeder system. As we can very clearly hear see them by having Konosuke Takeshita on like two all Japan shows, but sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah. And then yeah, the the WWE panic is mostly faded, actually. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, Funny how there, but to be fair, there's like actual reasons to panic now. <laughs> yes, so. yes, there's actual reasons to panic. And in the you main don't event, have to deal with the fake panic anymore, at least. That's nice. In the main event, Kazuhiko Nakajima versus Shotaro Ashino for the Triple Crown. I expect Nakajima to do something gimmicky. I'm not sure if it's necessarily going to be the Inoki thing again or mm-hmm. the Kazfujita thing, as many people also point out. But I think it, I mean, I get why he also invokes Kazfujita, but I mean, um, Coming out with uh, Hisashi Shinma is a total Inoki move. Like, yeah. Um. So I mean, I mean, I have high expectations for this match. These guys had an amazing match in Wrestle One, um. But obviously Nakajima's winning, and it'll be. I hope they find something to do with Shino after this match. Mm-hmm. I mean, it might just stick him into a tag team again. I could very well see that. Uh, would they put him and Suwama back together? I could see that. He I mean, there, there was team. still there was still like, ta- like stuff left in a tank for like, oh yeah, the yeah, suplex. yeah they just broke that up because of uh, they didn't want they couldn't they didn't trust Jake Lee in the main event of Budokan yes <laughs> <laughs> oh god that was such a weird year um, but yeah no this match should be really good I really would have wished that they kind of like were like building this a bit I more was just gonna say the they did they did stuff. They didn't well, they didn't build this at all at Corkin on that Corkin show. Yes, that, which that, I thought was that a big mistake. Also the thing, yeah. Like there weren't really any interactions between them at all. And I was like, I mean, they could have at least like had like a pro because like Nagajima also cut like a pretty lengthy promo 
Yeah. After the tag title match. And well, he, well, he really, was talking like, about, talk about who and I don't know what it, it's more bizarre yeah. stuff. Like Sam, which I assume links to the mastermind and everything like that. Right. Yeah. Um, what if it's Vince McMahon? <laughs> <laughs> well, he seems to get banished yeah. to Japan <laughs> by TKO. Um, I assume they'll do a press conference early next week. And I'm sure that Nakajima will do something to get attention at that press conference. Yeah, probably, I don't know. Try to think what he could even do at this point, but like, I don't just come out wearing, well, he can't come out wearing like a lion mask because he gets sued, but yeah. <laughs> what I'm actually wondering about, because right, like one of the reasons why he's doing this is because he was so heavily rumored to go to New Japan. Like, do you think this whole like thing is actually taking off New Japan and might actually reduce his chances of going there? Or maybe um, he never actually was planning to ever go there. I don't know. I think. Well, I mean, the time to go would have been right after the dome. Yeah. And they've got. I mean, they've got their talent and they're replenishing their foreign talent with Osprey leaving. They're going to poach Kaito eventually. Probably. <laughs> so. Yeah, I, I, there's not a huge spot for him other than being a never champion, or uh, and uh, you know an occasional IWGP World Title challenger. That's about it. Yeah, I mean, like I said, there is stuff for him to do. Also, to stick I think in all Japan. I think it's enticing for him to be a big fish in a small pond because he's yeah. he's finally getting to do things he didn't get to do before. True, but if he does actually stick around long term, I do think then after he loses the triple crown, he needs to change his character. Yeah, absolutely. Because th this is definitely not a thing that can work long term. Like I think it's think it's still working right now, but like can definitely see where like <laughs> can run out of steam real bad. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. For sure. So that's all Japan. Um, we'll talk about their big show on the twenty seventh on our next show and. Hopefully things will have calmed down by then, but uh, I cannot it's guarantee that. I cannot guarantee that. <laughs> to so be fair, one, one of the things though that I do need to say is like, because there are so many more people that have started watching All Japan, which is great, but you can definitely notice like the difference in reactions to like backstage trouble between people that have been watching All Japan for years and people that have kind of started recently, where <laughs> it's like, people are like, oh my God, why is there so much backstage trouble in all Japan? And like the people that have been watching for years, it's like, oh, it's a day that ends in Y and like half the office stuff has left all Japan. Well, okay. <laughs> yeah, it's because they were looking for office staff or they still are. Uh, I know yeah. that too. So yeah. Look, I mean, they're, they're definitely always like things to get worried about with all Japan. But what I will probably say for like the people that maybe are a bit newer, uh, don't be worried about all Japan. They're not gonna die. Like this promotion is like literally a cockroach. They they survive three mass massive walkouts out of the promotion, including one where literally like all of the native talent left, mm -hmm. except for two guys. Which, I mean, let's be honest, it should have killed the promotion. It just well, didn't, I, I I think but it should have. <laughs> in the year two thousand, Matoko Baba probably had deeper pockets than Fukuda does now, though. True, but still, like I mean, I I'm not gonna bury this promotion until it's actually dead because yeah, absolutely. it just has shown way too much, like 
resilience. And again, I think also like the Muto walkout, the Wrestle One walkout had a pretty good chance of killing them. Oh, for sure. Because they well, took a lot of young talent with them. Yeah. And technically they did go under it had to yes. another company with the same <laughs> names. Yeah. Um, yeah. But as I said, like still I think there's it's an I, I would still say though, it's an attractive investment opportunity if a like some media company wanted to get in yeah. on it. Hey, if you're uh, Rakuten, if hey, uh, CEO of Rakuten, if you're listening, you should yeah. buy all Japan. <laughs> or uh, what's that big company that owns Yahoo Japan now? Um, I think it's like Z Corp or something. Mm-hmm. They're a pretty big uh, media conglomerate in um, Japan. And I was like, because uh, I was just looking at um, companies that could pop. Yeah. Uh, so. Yeah, Z Holdings, which is a joint, which is partially owned by SoftBank. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's pretty big. And they're sort of like, um, or no, wait, merge with four of its subsidiaries. (laughs) Okay, so it's, oh, Line. It's now Line. So this is like the other big media company. Other oh, oh, that's company. even bigger. Oh God, yeah. If they're owned by Line, like, uh, if for if for some, if you don't know Japanese social media, Line is like the biggest social media thing in Japan. Oh yeah, this is new. September fourth. Uh, so, oh no, sorry. Wait, there's another company, the LY Corporation. All of these things merge. So Yahoo Japan, Z Holdings, Line, all merge into the LY Corporation in 2023. Okay. Yeah. I mean, look, there, there are definitely people out there that I feel like there's, all Japan should be like a good investment if you want to get some entertainment into your portfolio. So there's like your Rakuten's and your LY Corporations out there. That yeah. Could, yeah. They're probably, you know, looking for probably online content and something like that. I mean, I would assume that eventually there's going to be a, a Bima competitors coming out, right? I mean, it would be because like there's no way they're just going to like let a Bima just take over. Which again, a Bima is really big. Like a bunch of, like uh, a bunch of like the hotels I was staying at just had like an Abima button mm. on their remote, and yet can still only get like what twenty thousand people to watch WWE. <laughs> yep. Uh, um okay so yeah i just think that all japan could be a uh, at this time not if half the roster walks out it would still be a, a good investment opportunity for uh a japanese uh, media slash yeah. online corporation takeshi Idezawa, ceo of ly corporation if you're listening by all japan okay so we move on to pro wrestling noah and paul i had speculated that after the new year's uh january 2nd show hmm? things would turn around now i did not expect the main event of the new Year's show to be a disaster like it was <laughs> but i'm still getting a much better feeling out of noah after the first shows this year yes yes no absolutely because so basically out of this show um out of the show we're just about to talk about the star navigation one uh i was like okay this is like after I walked out of that one, that like I was like, this is the kind of feeling I wanted to walk out of the uh the New Year's uh, the New Year's show. 
because this this really was like kind of like revitalized my interest and in I was like okay that's like it really feels like with the Ibushi match we kind of like reached an adir yeah and now we're kind of like slowly but surely kind of climbing and, back and up even because we had to reach an adir we at some point get into. that was a bigger that was like a deeper deeper hole than i even dreamed of Oh yeah, yeah, no, no. I I didn't expect it to go this deep. Well, I mean, basically, like the depth we reached with, reach with that Ibushi match also were kind of hard to beat, I suppose. Yeah. So I feel like almost anything would have felt better after that, but like still, like it feels like there are some interesting new directions that Noah is going into now. Yeah. So we start off with Star Navigation, Star Navigation 2024 at Cork Hall, drawing 1,139 fans, less than the Fuji Show. Which I thought was interesting, even it though is it's, good. Had, it's yeah. a good number for Noah. Or it's a good number for Noah, especially after the disaster of January second. Yes. So to open the show, three-way match: Dragon Bane and Alpha Wolf defeated Hayata and Ata, and Ninja Mac and Alejandro in nine oh two with a Twister Bane from Bane on Alejandro. This was a great, fast-paced opener, and I thought it was another great mm-hmm. performance from Bane and Wolf. Yeah. No, there was some really crazy dives. Uh, from Los Colpadores in there. It was really cool. Uh, Hayata was very noticeably, though, not like a step slower than everyone else in the match. Like it was very noticeable <laughs> at times. Where, were like, you, at the, you were at the show, right? Yeah, I was at the, I was, it was second row. I did second row in each Cardinal Directions for all four Corrigan shows I went to. It wasn't even intentional. Mm-hmm. I only kind of realized that like when I had bought all tickets and I was like, wait a minute, I'm actually like sitting at each corner. <laughs> Yeah, but no, I was second row for this one as well. Um, and yeah, so I had a good, very good like look at like Ata kind of like, you know, where like everyone was doing like the flips and then Ata was just kind of, uh, not Ata, uh, Hayata was just kind of like there. <laughs> what I will say though, Ata was very over, like mm-hmm. much more so than I would have thought he was going to be. Yeah, I'm not surprised, actually. It's why he gets his push. Yeah, true. The next up we had Shuhei Taniguchi defeating Alka Sasaki in seven minutes and 19 seconds with a small package hold. Uh, I was somewhat surprised that Sasaki lost this match to Taniguchi yep. because of Taniguchi, but uh, I thought it was a solid enough match. I mean, look, Alka is still green, but he, again, performed well. Taniguchi is a good opponent for him, and I thought this was another good showing from Sasaki given his um, experience level. Uh, yeah, I, I thought this was pretty good. I thought Sasaki really kind of showed that he has potential. He seems to be serious about it because I don't think he would yes. just come in and do these drops to guys like Tedaguchi otherwise. No. And and also he was like really kind of doing like the motions to like Tanaguchi to just really lay it in as well. And I thought Tanaguchi was really good here too. And I I I also agree that like I was kind of a bit baffled by like Tanaguchi winning, but I I what I thought was important too was like how he won. Because it's not like he won like a, in a convincing way, right? Yeah, like he just yeah. kind of caught Sasaki in like a small package hold and then just immediately like rolled out of the ring. I was like, yeah, okay. Just yeah. barely made it out of the, the MMA. Ring. The MMA fighter would know nothing about getting a flash pin, right? So. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So like he just, because it felt like Sasaki was like on the way to like win the match and then Tanaguchi just kind of caught him and was like, okay, uh, I got I got out of there like just barely, but like, I have a feeling next time they have a singles match, like Sasaki is going to beat him. Oh, for sure. And he would be a good first victory, I think. Yeah, exactly. 
The next up, Team Noah, Mohamed Yone, uh, Ekatoshi Saito, Atsushi Kotoge, and Hiroki defeated Naomichi Marafuji, Takashi Sugera, Taishi Ozawa, and Yuo Wada in 14-26 with a moonsault press from Kotoge on Ozawa. I thought Team Noah here looked a little more motivated than usual that some of these guys show. Uh, this was thought, so much better than it had any right to be. Yes. Well, I mean, there were some still great wrestlers in here, but, you know. Um, yeah, but then you had, like, Ozawa and Owada in here, too. And I uh, should mention that Ozawa's going on excursion to the UK. Mm-hmm. So they're really moving him fast, which obviously they need to do. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, know. Uh, but, like, to me, the, really, the standard of the match was Saito. Yeah. Like, this was, like, the best performance I've seen out of him in, like, years. And he was <laughs> just really, like, he was just really good, like, underdog baby face in a way as well. Well, it's something for him to do other than wave like glow sticks. Yes, for sure. But no, yeah, this this was a this was actually like really really fun. Um, yeah, and I'm also it's also good that they're sending Ozawa to the UK. Uh, I act so uh, talking about people in the UK. I uh, might as well just quickly mention this now. Um, uh, so they've actually announced a title match for Yuichi. Oh, okay. Uh, in Berlin. Oh. Yeah. Is that the He's one against to... Mike D? Yeah, it's against oh, Mike yeah. D. That uh, would be on good. the 4th of February. Uh, I, I, I obviously want to go now because of that match. Thing is, they only have, like, it's standing room only. Mm. Uh, are the only tickets left? So I might need to think about it for a little bit more. I, I'm going <laughs> to make that decision once I'm no longer jet lagged. <laughs> <laughs> And then next up, Ahio to Dr. Wagner Jr., Daga, and Yoshinari Ogawa defeated Kaido Kiyomiya, Hajime Ohara, and Super Crazy in 11 minutes, 7 seconds with the Aztec snake from Wagner on Crazy. Was what it was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, this was like first match where like that I wasn't really a super big fan of because I really loved the first three matches and then this one yeah. was like... Also really not the like nice u- use of Kaido on the show either. Considering no, he's part of an angle no. later, yeah, and, and it's super crazy. It's like, oh my god, his head looks like it's about to explode. <laughs> okay, and also <laughs> like O'Hara, like I just have absolutely no interest in O'Hara versus Daga. Yeah, just that's... like actually negative interest. Yeah, and done. And yes. Then next up, uh, Titus Alexander and Vinny Massaro defeated Jack Morris and LJ Cleary in ten twenty five with the big ugly with uh, Alexander pinning Cleary with the big ugly. I thought this was a lot of fun. This was a really mm-hmm. good match and a great build to uh, Alexander versus Morris. Yeah, uh, and we should mention like Jack and LJ attacked uh, Vinny and Titus during yeah. the entrance as well. And then, yeah, they kind of, like, beat down, like, Vinny Massaro, like, forever. And Vinny has actually kind of gotten himself over here as well. Vinny becoming a cult figure in Corican. Yeah. I'm surprised. He has that, like, you know, strange foreigner cult figure <laughs> potential in Japan. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's going to, like, oh, he's going to end up opening, like, you know what's going to happen? Like, he's going to get himself really over, and then he's going to open, like, a chain of, like, pizza restaurants in Japan and become rich. <laughs> <laughs> so no but yeah this was a ton of fun and like yeah and the build up as you said it build up really nicely like the titus versus jack morris match and just really like putting over titus as this like super baby face yeah 
Um, and then we had Manabu Soya defeating Ryohei Oiwa in 11 minutes and 24 seconds with the Dando. This was a very solid match. I liked it a lot. Soya is continuing his great 2024 as he continued his great 2023. <laughs> and um, yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, it wasn't like they didn't go all out or everything like that. If you gave these guys 20 minutes in a big, in a main event, I think it would be awesome, but still really good work. And uh, I was thinking, I don't know where Oiwa fits in New Japan if he were to go back. Yeah, because it's like this, they have so many young guys now. Mm -hmm. Like He has slightly different vibes than the others. He does, but I don't know if they would push him over like, Maybe over Narita, I mean, I but then there's still three more Narita. guys ahead of him. I could see him passing Narita, but yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I think he's really talented. Oh I yeah. Don't, I don't know because I feel like either Kaito gets like Kaito to me is still the obvious one to like get poached, but maybe this actually ends up with Noah poaching Oiva. We'll see, or maybe they do like a trade or something. Nah, well. Because I think uh, Kaido and Oiwa being like the young gun tag team has a lot of legs for Noah. Yeah. Would be a lot less if it if Oiwa stayed in Kiyomiya <laughs> went to New Japan. So Yeah, yeah. For sure. Then um, Masa Kitamiya, Daiki Inaba, and Shuji Kondo, Shuji Kondo and Junta Miyawaki defeated Jake Lee, Anthony Green, Yohei, and Tadasuke when Miyawaki pinned Tadasuke. Miyawaki pinned Tadasuke. Um Hearing a lot more Junta Junta calls on these shows recently. Yeah. Also, we are officially through the looking glass. We are. Junta Miyawaki has won a match. Yes, we are. Maybe his punishment is over and he'll have a, I don't know, I kind of get that bump, maybe. Crowd likes him. Oh, this was, this got such a big reaction when he actually yeah. got the win here. Mm -hmm. like the crowd like popped huge for it like it it felt like a genuine like feel-good moment like it felt like a pretty big moment and yeah i also feel like this is actually like officially like the end of the weird like junta miyawaki punishment that they're actually like gonna do something with them now and again this was your noah semi-main six or eight man match was really good yeah no i, I do have to say like what they're doing right now with jake is probably the most i've been interested in him in like a like it's definitely more interesting than like his title reign. Oh, for sure. Yeah, and then after the match, this was where Kaido and had their battle on the mic, right? After this uh, one? Yes. Uh, also, I should mention, actually, right after Junta got the pin, uh, I don't think the camera caught that one, but like Jake basically, when he just heard the be like he had his back to the finish. So when he heard the bell, he was like clapping. I was like, yeah, we won. And then he like turns around and he like sees Tadasuke on the on the ground and like Miyawaki like celebrating and he's like, ah, that's not right. He was like, we won, right? Like he just did this motion to the car. It's like, no, 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 no. Like, like GLG won, right? Like, not this guy. Come on, it can't be like Tadasuke just got pinned by this guy. No, look, we won, right? Yeah, clap, clap. And it's like actually really funny. Uh, what's Jake's new look like live? <laughs> It's still weird. <laughs> it's not a much better life than it is uh, on VOD. <laughs> <laughs> um, and in the main event for the GHC heavyweight title, Keno defeated Go Shiozaki in 21 minutes and seven seconds at the end run to make his second defense of the title. Uh, I thought this was a great match. I went four and a quarter. I 
didn't couldn't go higher. I just didn't think it quite reached the, an epic level. But I was shocked with some of the bumps that Go was taking in this, like the dragon yeah. off the top, and he took a nasty looking German suplex on the outside where he landed on his shoulder, which I thought one of his shoulders was really banged. <laughs> so I mean, you know, kudos to him for that performance and everything like that. And it was really a great match. But obviously, everyone is expecting Keno to win. And I think Go and Team No are going off in a different direction. Because I saw some people being like, well, why is he getting a title shot now? Well, I'm still convinced that Go is getting downcycled and going to do his own thing. Yes. That's my feeling. I think that was definitely even more apparent on like the next show as well. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I also thought this was a great match. Also, like four and a quarter on that one. Uh, I definitely had some like, basically some concerns that go was going to win which i felt like was like the wrong move here yeah uh, and then yeah definitely was very happy when like keno just put him away and yeah the great match for go um this might be one of his last like i don't know if i'm willing to say that this was his last title no, shot i don't think so but it definitely was one of his last title shots and it might be like the last one where he's like really competitive because i definitely don't think he's going to win the title again and well, in this company, you never know. True, but yeah, a great match. Otherwise, like great performance from Keno as well. Mm-hmm. Just like he was really like sell, like selling his ass off as well for the submissions from Go. Uh, and just yeah, he like sold his foot and everything. Where like I think there were people were even saying it was like, oh my god, does Keno have a broken foot or whatever? And yeah, like, no, yeah. that was good. Uh, yeah. But with Go, it's always like break glass in case of emergency. <laughs> True, true. Like you can always like put the title on him, but hopefully that won't be necessary. But we shall yeah. see. And um, oh, I was gonna say, uh, yeah. I mean, I Keno should hold this title all year, like into twenty twenty five. No question, because he's yeah. the biggest star in the company, who can work, amazing promo, funny guy, can do all sorts of angles, mm-hmm. and he can bring stability to this company. Mm-hmm. Yes, for sure. And as much like, and you know, actually, who should beat him on the New Year's Eve show next year? Who? Wagner. Oh, you think so, eh? Uh, I I think Wagner is like, I think he should hold that title, and like you ha- you can have him lose here, and then you can like basically rebuild him for like the rest of the year to like build him back up to be to really put him over the top and like yeah. have him be that like top gaijin essentially i kind of see i could see kaido winning the n1 and losing to keno i could uh oh you mean like he loses it like on the like dolphin serena show or whatever or, yeah i don't uh, know if even know yeah he, he wins the n1 yeah. but then loses in the title challenge for sure yeah yeah and then you can have like wagner like win because i'm the not sure show. who else you could give an n1 to that would feel like what jake or you could do jake yeah or go or Wagner? No, 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 no. Go, small. go. Absolutely not. You just no. had to go. Oh yeah, he got his. He got his big thing. So what? You got Kaido, you got mm-hmm. Jake and Wagner, and mm-hmm. you could do the Keno wins the N one storyline if you wanted to too. And um, then he like picks his own challenger. Yeah, but it's but other than that, that's not a lot. That's not a deep bench. No. They definitely need some more people. So that might actually be good if they bring in someone like Ishikawa who they can like at least throw into a main event believably. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He'll he'll well maybe. We'll see. But uh, yeah, definitely. I mean, I figure we're getting a Keno versus Ishikawa match if that happens. Mm-hmm. 
because um, it can even like use it to like build the whole like all Japan versus Noah storyline a bit more as well. Yeah. So <laughs> interestingly enough. And then so we go to Noah Sunny Voyage 2024 at Shinjuku Face in front of 281 fans. And not the greatest number for Shinjuku Face. No. That's like a little over half full. Yeah, there were some very noticeably empty seats as well. Yeah. So uh, in the opening match, Ninja Mac defeated Alejandro in five minutes and 43 seconds with the cradle. I mean, this is exactly what you thought it was, just a bunch of acrobatic stuff, but it was a lot of fun and, and the kind of thing you want to put in an opening match. Yeah. Uh, so is the like white belt done now? Because, or nope. is it still, I guess it's Monday still Monday Magic, Magic comes back in April. So I guess that's when the belt will reappear because I noticed I guess... that Mac never had the belt with him yeah, on anything. I, I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, hey, true. at least according to like some of the like Japanese smart voting, it's its own promotion. So <laughs> I saw that. That's funny. Well, hey, it was the one of the best things they did all year. Yes, for sure. And then in the second match, Manabu Soya, Shuji Kondo, and Junta Miyawaki defeated Naomichi Marafuji, Hajime Ohara, and Super Crazy in 10 minutes and 56 seconds when Soya pinned Crazy after a jumping DDT. Uh, <laughs> it was just there. It wasn't horrible mm -hmm. or anything, but, uh, you know. It existed. That's the yeah. best thing I can say about it, yeah. Uh, and then Masa Kitamiya and Deki Inaba defeated Takashi Sugera and uh, Alka Sasaki in 11 minutes and 39 seconds when Kitamiya pinned Sasaki after just a senton, just the regular senton that Kitamiya has. Yeah. Uh, but he did something to him right before that, or did... or did um... Something happened, but it, where it sort of made sense. Yeah, it's still kind of weird that they keep having him lose, but yeah, yeah. But I, you know, again, solid match, good. It is performance from Sasaki, but you don't want to like drop him out too much if you do want him to be like believable and not just another young boy. Basically, he's he's taken his lumps. He should probably win within the next month. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you got to push this guy. Yes, you yeah, have that, no choice. That's really no yes he has a name outside of wrestling he's 34 years old he's an at well he's an mma fighter he's an athlete he can hmm. handle the rough noah style yeah you know you got to do it yeah maybe even get the national title on him oh that's actually an interesting idea yeah we just kind of like give him some like quick succession of wins and then have him challenge uh morris that's yeah. actually not a bad idea yeah i think in, you could do that in like a couple more months but he should start winning soon yeah, I mean, actually, because if we look at the like Sendai show, that might already be like a good one to give him his first win. Not in a singles match, but in like six man tag. And then uh, Go Shiozaki, Atushi Katoga, and Hiroki defeated Keno, Taishi Ozawa, and Yu Awada in 1537 with the strong arm lariat mm -hmm. from Shiozaki on Ozawa. This was billed as one of like Ozawa's farewell matches before he leaves on excursion. I thought this was really good, really solid match. And Go's just rocking the black trunks. Yeah, young, young boy boots. Go. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know. I guess maybe that's his penance, right? Because he technically lost the I am Noah phrase. Yes, he did. By losing to Keno. But then Keno was just like, yeah, you can just have it anyway. I don't actually want it. Or it could just be a case of him waiting for new tights to get designed. That don't say I might also be on yeah. his butt. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but you know, I mean, good showing, you know, go winning was the right thing type thing. Uh, Daga and Yoshinari Ogawa versus Hyatt and Ada. 
ended with a, a no contest at 11 minutes and 30 seconds. Uh, and 30, it's actually <laughs> worse than it sounds. When O'Hara interfe- interfered. Exactly. I was getting the next title shot. Nothing's changed here, folks. Move along. No. It's like the other weird thing, though, is like, so O'Hara intervenes, so is Daga face now? Because like Ogawa, like like O'Hara just kind of attacked him out of nowhere and then just attacked him after the no contest as well. So I got does the, that make I, Daga I, I the baby get, face? I didn't get that vibe. I think O'Hara's just angry that um, Daga and them are doing ridiculous things. Sure, why not? And then next up, Kadokemiya Rahio Iwa Kyo Dr. Wagner Jr. Dragon Bane and Alpha Wolf defeated the good-looking guys Jake Lee, Anthony Green, LJ Clary, Yohei, and Tadasuke in 20 minutes and 10 seconds with uh, the Wolf Driver from Wolf on Green. Big shocking finish there. This was another good, you know, the Noah special multi-man match. Mm-hmm. And it was building up to something that we'll get to in a second. Yeah. But uh, I really like this match. I think overall this show was pretty good for a Shinjuku face show. Yes. Oh, no, no, for sure. Like, which makes it a bit more of a shame that it didn't really draw a big crowd because they did actually put some thought into this card. Yeah. And then there was more stuff with Kaido and Jake. Yeah. After the match, we'll talk about their, well, not their singles match, but there's good looking guys versus Kiyomiya, Team Kiyomiya. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the main event, Jack Morris defeated Titus Alexander in 19 minutes and 13 seconds with a Tiger driver to make a second defense of the GHC national title. Uh, Titus has gotten himself over. A lot mm-hmm. of Titus calls during this match. I thought this was a very solid match. I went three and three quarters. Did not quite hit that four-star bar for me. thought it was a little slow at times, but there was some really good solid work in here. And the crowd was into it. Yeah. Uh, Titus was great. No, no, Titus was great here. Uh, Again, I still have some concerns about Jack as a singles worker. Mm -hmm. There seems to be a ceiling there, unfortunately. Like the look is great and the charisma is great and everything, but there just hasn't been that many great singles matches. I mean, with I him. thought when he came into the company, he looked great for. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, unfortunately, the Sublime is wearing a little bit. I mean, not yeah, but... a little bit in singles. The tag team's yeah. been pretty good. Tag team, tag team stuff is really good at. Like that, I will that I will absolutely give him. Like he's a really good tag worker. I just think there's a limitation on him as a singles worker, and. Yeah, Titus is great. Titus, I think, is absolutely a guy Noah should like get the claws into, and yeah. like he well, will I just mean, absolutely massively the, benefit. I mean, he, from he's this. there through Marvelous. I don't know what the politics of all that is, but do they really do they really care if Noah signed him? No. Like the fucks the fucks Marvelous gonna do? Like sue them? <laughs> yeah, they need to sign Titus. Yeah. Although, I mean, I could see Titus in AEW in a year. So maybe I could also say that, but I feel like he he would be a guy that I think really would benefit from just sticking around Japan. Yeah. For like a long time more yeah, and then just still... really like hone his work, become a bigger star. He's still because he's super young, right? 23. Yeah. Yes, you so can absolutely... hang in Japan two more years. Yeah, exactly. You can stick around two more years, then you're 25. Or you can even do like three more years, you're 26, and then you can sign for like a lot bigger money and like immediately get a push. Rather yeah. than be like one of like the glut of like young undercut guys and uh, yeah, because they they've just signed well, probably have signed Brian Keith and everything. Yeah, so there's like more young indie guys that are coming in. So yeah, he could get a different spot if he came along later. 
Yeah. So that was a good show for a Shinjuku face. Noah show, solid. Some stories moved along. Some good ones. Some not so good ones. <laughs> uh, so we're going into uh, Noah preview mode here. Um, so we've got on February 20th uh, at um, in Nagano. Um, not much. We got like uh, Soya, Kondo, and Milwaukee versus Go, Katogi, and Hiroki, which could be good. We got Jack Morris, Anthony Green, and Alzi Clary versus Wagner, Dog, and Yoshinori Ogawa. I don't know how that's going to go. Could be... <laughs> so we got another Taishi Ozawa sendoff match. We got Kaido versus Ozawa. I want to see that. Mm-hmm. We've got Keno, Dragon Bane, and Alpha Wolf versus Jake Lee, Yohei, and Tadasuke. Sure, why not? <laughs> yeah, that could be good. Yeah. We got Marfuji, Sugera, uh, Alka, Sasaki, Ninja Mac, and Alejandro versus Inaba, Oiwa, Hayata, and Ada. Oh, no. Hajime Ohara versus Super Crazy. <laughs> and Shuhei Tanaguchi versus Yuo Wada. And then the next day, uh, which is a slightly bigger show on the 21st at the Tokyo Tama Mirai Messe, we've got Okay, so I thought this was going to be an elimination match, but the NOAA website has it as a 12-man tag team match with a 60-minute time limit with three falls. Two out of three falls. Okay, so it's a two out of three falls match. This is what it says. So Jake Lee, Jack Morris, Anthony Green, LJ Cleary, Yohei, and Tadasuke versus Kaido Kiyomiya, Manabusoya, Masakitamiya, Daiki Inaba, Shuji Kondo, and Junta Miyawaki. I think that will be pretty good, and it'll probably go... Mm-hmm. This could it probably could very well go thirty minutes. Yeah, I'm I'm actually really into this like Jake Lee Kaito feud. Much better than their. Yeah, this has so much more energy than the title feud. It's weird. <laughs> um, well, all it takes is a monocle. <laughs> Apparently so. Yeah. <laughs> it's also like the like most like like stuff. Really, or like the most like something that like Kaito with like consequences thing that Kaito has been doing since he like lost the title as well. Yeah. Well, I mean, he had his feud with um, House of Torture. Now it actually ended yeah, up. But, going, okay, but uh, I mean, in Noah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. To still the promotion that he signed to. And then we've got Goshi Ozaki versus Shuhei Taniguchi. Mm-hmm. Cannot complain is, about that. It's a cool match. Yeah. Keno. And then Keno, Ohara, and Super Crazy versus Wagner, Daga, and Yoshinari, Ogawa again. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Naomi Marfuji, Takashi Sugura, Oka Sasaki, and Yuo Wada versus Muhammad Yone, Akitoshi Saito, Atsushi Katoga, and Hiroki. We got Hayata teaming with Bane and, and Ninja Mac versus, listen to this, Ada, Alpha Wolf, and Alejandro. So the partners collide. Oh. Who's going to turn on who? <laughs> Yeah, and then another send-off match for Taishi Ozawa. Right away, Oiwa versus Taishi Ozawa. That's actually a really so, cool one. Ozawa yeah. going out with style, but we're not done with Noah because we've got crossover in Sendai on February 4th with a three-way match. Ninja Mac versus Alejandro versus Alzey Cleary. Manabu Soya, Masakitamiya, Daiki Inaba, Hayata, and Ada versus Goshi Ozaki, Muhammad Yone, Akatoshi Saito, Atsushi Katoga, and Hiroki, Naomichi Marafuji, 
Takashi Sugera and Oka Sasaki versus Saxon Huxley, Timothy Thatcher, and Shuhei Taniguchi. So Real is still alive. Yeah, and I feel like this might be maybe where like Sasaki like pins Taniguchi, yeah. or it could be like one of those where like Taniguchi gets like another roll up on Sasaki, and then he beats him like the next yeah. time they meet. That's a big show or bigger show, so could do that there. Not a bad idea. Then we got Jake Lee, Yohei, and Tadasuke versus he returns Kazuyuki Fujita, Shuji Kondo, and Junta Miyawaki for the GHC Junior Heavyweight Championship. Daga versus Hajime Ohara. And coming off of the results at Shinzuku Face, for the GHC Tag Team titles, Jack Morris and Anthony Green versus Dragon Bane and Apple Wolf. Paul, what do you think of that one? I think it's interesting. Like, I wonder, if, like, are they, like, moving up to heavyweight permanently now? Because, I don't know. Like, because Dragon Bane to me is a junior, but Alpha Wolf is, like, large enough to be a heavyweight. Yeah. Now, I don't want to be mean because I like Morrison Green, but is this the best mesh with these guys? Are these guys going to mesh well? I think Green, yes, because yes, actually, you right. can actually base pretty well for them. Morris... We'll have to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I, I don't, like, have we ever actually seen really Morris do like a lot of like base work? No. Which is what they're going to have to do here for like these two. Yeah. Is Jack Morris a base god? We'll find out. <laughs> and the GHC heavyweight title, Keno versus El Hio to Dr. Wayne Jr. So I think that looks like a pretty good show. Yeah, no, I, I'm really looking forward to that main event. I think that should be excellent. Yeah, for sure. Um... Keno should win, though. Like, I, I love Wagner, and I feel, like I said, I think he should win that title eventually, but Keno, that this needs to be, like, the uh, defining Keno reign. Yeah, this needs to be the defining Keno reign. But wait, there's more. So, Team Noah is having their first show at Cork and Hall on February 15th under the tagline Limit Break 1, starting over. So we got Hiroki versus Taka Michinoku with the trainer and the trainee. Three That's a cool idea. Three count no fall special rules, which I assume is just a submission or knockout. Kazushi Sakuraba versus Daisuke Sakamoto. <laughs> which I don't know. We'll see. It could be good, it could be a mess. Mm-hmm. These guys are kind of, you know, obviously old and banged up. Yes. Mohammed Yone versus Masato Tanaka. That is a cool match. That is that a cool is a match. Cool like match. they're just gonna I, beat the shit out of each I other. Hope th- I hope Yone has like comes out like in looking serious and something, right? Yeah. Come out some battle arts gear. Has his hair tied up. Yeah. Uh Kazuyuki Fujita and Akatoshi Saito versus Togamaki <laughs> and Tomaki Hanma. Yeah, that 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 is a match. <laughs> oh god. Uh he's uh, also like Saito's the best worker in that match, right? Like, he's, like, the least washed out of all of them. Well, I suppose the question is, just, can Makabe still go if he actually put effort in? Well, to be fair, that's a problem with him and Fujita, where they, like, just don't give a shit most of the time. Yeah. Because uh, he's... Uh... Is Makabe even 50 yet? He might be, actually. Might be just on that line... But he has really saved his body over like he the last really two years. <laughs> oh, he's fifty-one. He'll be he's fifty-one now. He'll be fifty-two okay. this year. Older than well, okay. he debuted in ninety-seven, so that makes sense. Yeah. Um. And then just announced, like in the last forty-eight hours, 
Shuji Ishikawa versus Yuo Wada. Yeah, I mean, that's a cool match. It's also like Yuo Wada is like by far and away the youngest person on this card, and it's not even close. <laughs> he is. See, the only person under 30 on this show. Yeah, like I think Hiroki yes. is like the next closest no uh, katoge is like Hiroki's in his 40s katoge is like 38 oh yeah i forgot about katoge okay so like at least there's people within 10 years of your water yeah um he'll probably squash him oh yeah he should but it won't be like anzai versus ishikawa no but i feel like he might pin him with like the with the uh, with the press Mm, yes or the running knee or something it won't even be a Andrew driver no i don't think so but i mean if you get a shikawa you probably should build i mean could you do keno versus ishikawa in that sumo hall show that they're running in may mm. i mean who else you but got then again what do you even have for that that you could even put on top of that that would be a very main event for that so i guess you might as well just try that if you could convince kazuki fujita to lay down for keno maybe uh no that's not a draw i know but is Ishikawa a sumo hall draw? No. Neither is Fujita. Yeah. So that might be the best match you got. Yeah. Um, and then what I assume is going to be the main event, Goshi Ozaki and Atsushi Katoge versus Jun Akiyama and Yuji Nagata. So Akiyama has finally crossed back over into the Noah universe. So what I'm thinking is this whole Team Noah thing and them kind of running their own shows just a trick to get Akiyama back onto a Noah show. Because that was my first thought when I saw this match being announced. I mean, Akiyama just doesn't look particularly interested in DDT. Oh, yeah. I mean, look, we were just talking about, like, Sumo Hall worthy main events. Oh, right. Yes. June Akiyama versus Keno absolutely is. Yes. Yes, it is. So if we can convince Akiyama to actually do work Monoa, then absolutely you put that on top of the Sumo Hall draw. I mean, I assume Katoga is getting pinned by Akiyama here. Yeah. I, I don't think there's really like much of a doubt here because like to where else is going? Like you just look at these four men and it's like, no, it's very obvious who's getting pinned here. Yeah. Even though Shiozaki and Katoga would be a good tag team to, to um, go with. Oh, yeah. I mean, you can still do that anyway, but like, yeah. it, there's no way they're pinning either Akiyama or Nakata. No. I mean, outside chance go pins Akiyama, but I, I highly doubt it. I yeah. But it would be the next likely finish, technically, I think. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it would be. It would be. I mean, actually, if they want to, like, put teams together, I, I actually wouldn't be against, like, Shiozaki and Akiyama teaming back mm-hmm. up again. That would be good. We were kind of robbed of that team. Burning like five, burning version 307. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, And then, of course, we've got to talk about, we've only got two matches on the show, but NTV Pro to 70 years of pro wrestling broadcast on the Nippon television pro wrestling show on February 9th at Corican Hall. First of all, we have a dream match here with Jun Saito (laughs) and Rei Saito versus... Timothy Thatcher and Saxon Huxley. Yep. I Honestly, mean, probably this could be good. It could be. Like, if there's anyone that could kind of, like, drag Huxley to a good match, it would be the Saito's. It would just be them doing the Saito things. 
I mean, yes, I, which I, I think works well with uh, with Huxley. I assume the Siders are winning this. Yeah, because wow, the main well, what I think is going to be the main event. I think they might have announced it as such. We got Yuma Anzai versus Kaido Kiyomiya. Which is a really, 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 really cool match. I am very excited for this. Obviously, I... Kaido's going... Okay, here's the thing. It would be incredibly funny if Anzai wins. It would be incredibly funny if Anzai wins. If Anzai wins, then Kiyomiya's got to have one foot out the door. No. Ki- Kiyomiya should just be like, okay, like even if he doesn't, he should be like, okay... I, this is nonsense. I'm just off, fucking off to New Japan. You had this. You 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 like sold me out to this company that isn't has an internal crisis backstage. Maybe crisis. Yeah, wrong word to, to a guy like, that like while incredibly talented is like one and a half years in, and I have won your title multiple times. What yeah. are you even doing? <laughs> I mean, they could do a thirty minute draw. That's also very possible. Could also do that, but I think still the most likely outcome is Kaito winning. Yeah, um, it'll be interesting what the politics are because I feel like this is a show that they're like, I don't know what the relationship between Noah and All Japan is, and it could not be mm-hmm. good right now. But this is obviously a case of NTV giving both of them money, yeah, which I think really show. helps paper over like concerns. But it's like, no, just here's a bunch of money, we'll just do it. Tend, tend to be maybe, like, maybe yeah, sure. fences can be mended, yeah. Um, but um, that is the main event. It'll be interesting to see what the politics shake out otherwise. And I do not have any word yet on how it's going to be broadcast. I mean, I assume it's going to be on G+, which might not be good for us. Yeah, that 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 it's going to be rough to like get our hands on that at that point. But so I'm, I'm sure we'll be able to watch it somehow. Yeah, I mean, well... For those of us in like the Eastern Time Zone in North America, this might involve getting up at four thirty a.m. to watch the pirate Japanese, TV. <laughs> which is how I watched the fiftieth anniversary show. Uh, actually, um, so yeah, there's that. Uh, we'll let you know how when it's broadcast. Maybe it will hit the streaming sites afterwards. I don't know what the rights and the politics of all that are because. If I suspect it airs on TV live, this is going to be interspersed with uh, clips from classic All Japan and Noah. Yeah, which that might make, again, the rights situation a lot more complicated. Oh, and speaking of upcoming things, um, Stan Hansen is going to be back in Japan in March doing um, like talk battles and signings and everything. Mm-hmm. So maybe he's on an All Japan show during then. I don't know. But that was just something I saw. Yep. What are you which, gonna do? Which is get, always cool. When, like I actually pay. actually I get wait, I think I actually got a flyer for that now that I think about it. What do you like which is funny because also then was what are you gonna do? The Hansen and Nakajiba photo op. Yeah, I mean you should. Mm-hmm. Um so that's you know in all Japan and everything going on. Uh waiting to see how everything pans out in all Japan. <laughs> feeling good about Noah. Paul, what are your final yeah. thoughts on this? No, uh, I would agree. Like, uh, definitely feeling a lot more positive about Noah uh, than I have for like the last couple oh, of months. Sure. Absolutely. Like, just a lot more interesting stuff going on. A lot more like stuff to sink your teeth into. Uh, I'm still positive on all Japan as well. Like I said, like yes, I get this concern and everything. With oh all yeah. of the backstage I mean, I'm mostly but... too. But my yeah. My negativity is between backstage squabbles and whatever Fukuda's doing. Obviously, more so than. 
WWE yeah. or anything like that. But I mean, like I said, like it, it's all Japan. Like it's like yeah, shit and that happens just all the goddamn time. <laughs> and that show on the twenty seventh will be good, I'm sure. Yeah. Other than that, deathmatch. <laughs> so I I am still like I, they they'll be fine and. Uh, this kind of stuff just happens with them every once in a while, and we just kind of have to accept that that's what it is with them. So, yeah, I'm still positive on both of them, so that's good. Hmm. Um, I'm kind of, my, my brain is kind of running out of energy really badly right now. <laughs> okay, so we'll wrap it up now. Uh, we'll be back right after the 27th because we'll have those two Noah shows this weekend to talk about and the Big All Japan show in Tokyo on the 27th. So we'll be back in about... Mm, 10 or 11 days, less than two weeks. So we'll talk to you then. Take care. Hi, I'm Case Lowe, co-host of the Open the Voice Gate podcast. The one question I'm constantly asked when it comes to Dragon Gate is how do I get into the promotion? Well, stop asking and start listening to the Open the Voice Gate podcast released every Wednesday on the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. For exclusive news and show reviews, look no further than the leader in Dragon Gate coverage, Open the Voice Gate.